Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always, Dilruk Jai Singer. Hello, Benjamin. Very good to see your face. It feels like it's been a while, but it's only a year and a week ago. Uh, yep. But uh, what I'm excited about is our guest, Liz. My God, like so many wonderful credits. He's one of my favorite stand-ups uh, and probably the biggest, smiliest face in the Australian comedy scene. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, I think uh, most recently he's... Uh, Comedy Festival show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival was nominated for the best show in the fest, deservingly too. Please welcome the very funny Luke Heggy. Yeah, Heggy. So, so I hate kicking off on negativity, but let's just do it with Perth. You're currently in Perth, and you were just sort of sharing some of the fears and and anxieties around. He's still the fact there. That, well, he just got there. No, just got here yesterday again. Good so hell. yeah, for our listeners in, so a couple of weeks ago, your podcast with our good friend Nick Cody, uh, Mid Fight Brawl, uh, had a live show in, in Perth a couple of weeks ago or a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, it got cancelled because uh, we got here and just had to sit in a hotel room for two days and then get right. home because they, someone coughed nearby and Perth just shuts down. And, uh, <laughs> now it's in Sydney, so Perth, I've already gotten an aggressive text message from the WA police saying you should be inside 14 days if you went to barbecues galore in Casula or... How, how, how good is that guy, though? Not one, not two, but four barbecue places. Like, your classic baby boomer going, you could do your research online, but you thought, nah, fuck it. I'll go to each one of them and go, hey, can I have a four, four burner Weber? And he's like, what about six? Now you're talking. That's the, he's had that conversation each one. I reckon... They're out of stock of something that he wanted. <laughs> one barbecue's galore, but it's heaps. It's just, uh, I just couldn't believe there are that many, like, that you could, yeah, I know. So it's, yeah, and, and then, and also, like, it was four in a row. Like, he, he had a mission, and he needed he needed that, you know, what is it, a spatula that can cut, cook, and make lattes, or whatever the fuck he can do. <laughs> so, yeah, he said, there's a lot of, Long-suffering wife silently in the passenger seat going, oh, fuck, another one. We're driving another half hour <laughs> to another one. I love it that he'd bring his wife with him. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, mate, that, uh, it is freaking frustrating, especially for someone like uh, you. You know, live comedy is your bread and butter. And, and not only that, you know, you've got a couple of kids. How old are your kids now? 13 and 10. 13 and 10. 13, you got one in high school this year? Uh, yes. Yeah. In high school. Holy moly. So Jesus. I feel like that'll, that is a nice kicking off spot. Uh, cause Ben, you know, you've got your young ones, uh, what are they? Five and three now? No, uh, seven, and four. Four. Seven, seven and four. Seven and four. Seven and four. And so lockdown, uh, and parenting in lockdown is something we've chatted a lot about in this podcast. How did you find it, Luke Heggie, last year? Oh, it was fine. We didn't have the big problems that you people had cause we just sorted it out in Sydney, but, um, Oh, yeah, you're Sydney-based. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's probably only about four weeks of, of homeschooling. Uh, of course, right. It'd be easy because I just went out to work every day. By the time I got home, we are at the park playing cricket. <laughs> All right, next topic then. Uh... The, um, uh, it, I, wanted, I wanted to bring this up because um, I am in awe of this, uh, he is you, uh, your kids are bilingual and they, uh, you speak French to them. That's correct? Uh, well, I, I speak English to them. My wife speaks French to them. 
Yeah, but, but if they were to talk back to you in French, you can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, this is this is what kills me. Because I, both my partner and I, both speak a second language, but it's, it's not the same second language. So therefore, we've kind of given up speaking to them in a second language. And even though my mum put so much fucking effort into me, that I just feel like I know that they're gonna fucking hate me when they're about seventeen and eighteen when they go into Europe if they can never travel again and go. Why didn't you fucking teach me? At least, at least with French, it's a helpful language. Dutch is the most useless second language in the whole wide world but where like but everyone the only place you can speak it is in holland and everyone speaks perfect uh perfect english and the other places in uh in uh, africa when they speak afrikaans uh and even then that place is going to go the shit after india so there's no point <laughs> fucking attitude to have just go oh yeah well english is just a universal language anyway dutch is a good basis for esperanto the uh the universal language. Failed universal language from 100 years yeah. ago. I don't know it. What's Esperanto? I don't know. It. I've never heard so of it's that. A, it's a nice, lovely holiday destination in WA, for starters. <laughs> uh, but also... Uh, no, it is... Uh, they try to have a universal language, yeah? The language that everyone speaks. How long ago was that? Oh, about 100 years, but it, it right. sounded a bit like Dutch to me. There's an Esperanto club in Melbourne where losers go. <laughs> <laughs> but is, but is it based on on Latin? Is that what it is? The Latin based sort of yeah, but it was supposed to be the universal language. Got a bit of traction. Everyone went nah, just let's mm. stick with English. That'll and love. Love is the universal language. Do kick in. <laughs> but what uh, Ben? What does uh, what does Maya speak as a second language? So Maya speaks German. Oh, so, German, so... Dutch, and so your children are learning Italian instead. Yeah, so we've sent them to a bilingual Italian school. So, uh, so, uh, but look, either way, they say if there is an opportunity for your kid to speak a language, uh, especially if you can send them to a bilingual school, it's 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 very very good. Succeeded with is a no compromise. Like from birth, they had to speak English to me, and they had to speak French to my wife, and that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's just yeah, but you but you speak uh, you speak English to each other. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Because I remember growing up, my mum would speak Dutch to us and then my dad couldn't understand it, but they would they would speak Dutch to one another, which was weird, but then I, I, reckon, I reckon it was the first five years, I didn't utter a Dutch word unless we went to Holland and then I had to. Otherwise, there's just no point. Like, your mum, and people would look at us at the tram all the time because my mum would be like, hello, who can't live? And I'm like, mum, whatever, fucking hell, come on. <laughs> Um, Heggy, with terms of uh, well-being, you're generally someone since I've known you, what, 10 years now, since uh, I guess you did Raw and then you were popping up in Melbourne a fair bit. Uh, you've almost pretty much stayed in the same nick, like you seem in the same shape, same same physique, while some, most of us yo-yo, including your good mate, Luke, uh, Nick Cody, uh, you know, we have varying degrees, but you've sort of stayed the same way. Now, First question is, is that how you've kind of operated most of your life? And uh, secondly, what is it that you do in terms of uh, activeness? Like, is it what, exercise, I guess, lack of a better word? Uh, well, I just work. I've been a builder's laborer since I started comedy. So Right. Doing that. Yep. Right. I mean, I don't, my missus doesn't really drink. So that saved me a lot because there's no drinking at home. Uh-huh. In drinking. But I do drink beer when I'm out or in Melbourne or whatever. Well, French, the French do love a bit of a drink, don't they, in terms of wine? Isn't it like they just have like two or three or something and they call it? Yeah. Nothing like Anglos. Right. Determination to get maggot. Right. Right, right, right. And you got to... 
And you got to be the French. They're amazing with food, but also their school system. Like if you're in the school in France, you you get you get fed at school. It's amazing. It's it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty good for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like they just they just don't have the same habits as us in terms of that. <laughs> just binge eating, drinking shitloads of piss, <laughs> and passing out. <laughs> I don't think of you as a big like. I know you like your beer, but I don't think of you as a big drinker. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not a massive drinker. Yeah. Oh, when, when you come to Melbourne, you do because I love it when uh, when Heggie's pissed. It, it's very entertaining. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really do like it because then you really get into your open micers, and then off we go, and I can listen to you for a good hour. Yeah, so. right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, sorry, go. I, I bully people when I'm sober. It's not a piss. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, true, I just true. enjoy it. I think there should be more bullying. Yeah, especially in comedy. <laughs> uh, I want to elaborate on that because I know you and I have talked about this uh, privately as well, where it's like, you know, the way we grew up, certain sort of things we look back on as being like, you know, harsh or whatever treatment is what kind of quote unquote hardened us up and then let enabled us to deal with the adversities of actual real life. Yeah. Uh, so when you say you think bullying is good, I'm assuming there's obviously there's a limit to to how much you can go so far. <laughs> but what do you mean by like what elements of it is did, did you find do you reckon is useful? Well, if you I mean if you received no bullying throughout your entire childhood and adolescence, you get to be an adult. People are pricks. You're going to suffer. You don't know what Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. It's like peanuts. Absolutely. Give a kid a peanut, they'll be fine. Like give a you know wipe a pen on a baby's lip, then they should be all right later on. If not, <laughs> soften them up. <laughs> They can't do anything. <laughs> useless blobs. And by that I mean young adults, useless pieces of shit now generally. Just fall but, apart. But it, it's also, but this is what kills me, especially what I've noticed in the primary school is you, know, there is, and you shouldn't have bullying, but what happens is it's all out in the open. So it's all out in the open, like you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do this. But as soon as you know you hit the playground, fucking nothing's changed. Oh, <laughs> like no. it, it is on for young and old. There's groups. There's uh, little uh, you know little gangs, and, and oh, then sure. you know you got to stick up for yourself. And and yeah. I know and I know my daughter. Like I'm trying, like you know, I, I saw her stick her up for herself recently, and it was like because I you know I feel like she's a bit of a pushover. I feel like oh, I was a pushover when I was a kid. But watching her stick up for herself when this cat this kid moved her bag out of line. And she went, nah, I'm not having any of this. Right. And it was great. I'm seriously on the sideline just going, yeah, you tell him to get fucked. Come on. Yeah, for sure. You, want, you kind of, it's a, it's a lot of grey area. You don't want your kid to be the bully. No. But, uh, you give some and you take some. It's like life. But, um, I mean, as they get older, and ours haven't got phones and stuff, but that's a brave new world. That's just pushed bullying online. Yeah. Offline is a lot more honest. It's Ooh. over quickly. Big, big question here. I thought the cutoff is that once your kid goes to high school, they get a phone. That's not well, happening? A lot do. Ours don't. Like, I'm, we're trying to hold off as long as possible. It's awful. It's bad for their... The worst part is the social aspect. Well, the bullying's a bad thing, but, like, they just stop talking. Just got yeah. on the phone. Like a lot of adults, we all use them too much. You don't want your kid to do that just yet. And, and do, do you get hassled a lot? Like, is it, is it you just getting, can I have one, can I have one? All my friends have got one, can I have one, can I have one? Uh, yeah, not quite that badly, but yeah, some days it's like that. Yeah, but uh, whatever. It's so it's, it's so weird to go from primary school. I want a puppy to high school. I want a phone. Yeah, <laughs> well, eventually you can't leave them out forever. Like we're gonna have to totally capitulate because you can't be the only one who doesn't at school. Right. That'd be worse and than the alternative. 
Yeah, they'll be almost weirder because they can't connect with their friends who all have it or something, yeah? Yeah. I mean, there's ways around it. You can do it on your fucking watch or something. Like, messages pop up on her Fitbit. Is it Fitbit that you guys yeah. have? Yeah, it's a, It's not a Fitbit. It's something like that. Like just your smartwatch? Yeah, smartwatch. Messages can pop up on that. So... She can find out. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but uh, you know, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get abreast of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. I love it if you look across and your daughter's just got ten watches on and they turn into yeah. a phone, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Voltron. Um, the um, so in terms of bullying or whatever or, or other online stuff, like you've, uh, I think it was it particular stand-up bit at the gala about uh, not allergies or whatever that people like random started uh, oh, attacking yeah. you for. What yeah. was the it was the nut, the nut allergies one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's about nut allergies. They were angry. I didn't know. Like of all the things I've ever said, that's not that bad. But um, yeah, they're pretty angry, those people. Parents of nut allergy kids. Oof. Right. They went, yeah, they were angry. I mean, not like Alex Williamson fucking on the news angry. <laughs> yeah. But it was, for me, it was probably a few, a few dozen angry emails and messages and stuff coming in. How did you, de- what is your process of dealing with that stuff? Do you ignore, do you engage? Oh, fucking never engage. Don't forget a couple of news cycles. I did put a big peanut behind my head on my uh, profile picture, like an un- unshelled peanut. But other than that, I didn't do anything. I didn't answer any. Right. That, that made them angrier. But I thought, oh, no, I'll just leave them. They wear themselves well, out, these people. But, it, but it's funny because the nut allergy stuff is because uh, we have a good friend, Adam Rosenbachs, who if he comes anywhere near a peanut, he uh, he fucking dies. Yeah. And uh, But the weird thing about it is we have like, – so my niece – has is anaphylactic and, and but then it's that thing where they play it really cool they prepare their own food but it's that thing where I was like I had them all over and I was making lunch and they were like we want peanut butter sandwiches and you just fuck it on edge the whole time you just want like you're just like oh well hang on is that plate clean hang on did I use the same knife it's fucking yeah. stressful well that's a yeah, because you don't want to be you don't want to be the one person. Like I, it was more the fact that yeah I want her to be okay, but also I don't want to be the one that fucking did it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's different with kids, I suppose. But the onus, this is a modern society thing. The onus is now on the, not on the weakling to sort shit out. Look, we all have to <laughs> run around and go. Oh, none of us will have this because one person doesn't like it. You go. What do you mean? Just they can prepare their own fucking Vitaweet. Well, but at my daughter's school, which this just cracks me up, is they're allowed to have it, but you, if you do have any nuts, you have to go to the nut club. And this is where they put the nut club, on the floor in the corner. So no one wants to be in the fucking nut club. Right. <laughs> Isn't that the place where Adam Richard and Joel Creasy hang out? Oh, no, that's nut club. <laughs> that's, that's completely opposite of what things were one generation ago, where the sort of weaklings had to be in the shit club yeah. on the floor just to yeah. know what they were. Now... Yeah. For being, you know, a, a, one of the stronger members of society, you, you're outcast. It's amazing. Comedy is full of this as a concept. Incredible. Yes, yes, we yes. Talked about, we talked about this last week, Ben, about people are like now fit shaming because it's almost like people who are choosing to be healthier and try and prioritize, you know, yeah. being sober or being, you know, <laughs> active. It's like, look at this fuckhead running. Or yeah. Look at this person doesn't drink. What a loser. It's like, yeah. when did that happen? When did people wanting to actually do the work and be better suddenly become uh, so like taboo just because I, I understand body positivity and, and wanting to make people not feel ashamed about their lifestyle or whatever. But then, you know, you doing the exact same thing to feel better about yourself. You're bringing people who are going to say, fuck it, I am going to go for a run. I literally yeah. had someone once message say, I wish more people knew that they didn't need to run marathons. I was like, 
Yeah, right. You don't know what I'm, <laughs> what fucking demons I'm running away from. I'll tell like, you. I'll tell you when on. it did. <laughs> I'll tell you when it started. Seventeen eighty eight. Um, <laughs> just a bit of oh, you think you're fucking better than me, do you? There's all that. There's, everyone just wants to rip into everyone. I want to rip into yeah. people because they're fat, and then other people who try to better themselves. You go, oh, you think you're better than me, you wanker. You're going for a run. I'm sitting here having a beer. Fuck you. That's so funny because now you can do it with one little tweet. Back in 1788, you had to take a whole bunch of ships to the other side of the world. (laughs) (laughs) You go, not funny. All right, we're turning around. Let's go back. Um, But yeah, with with that thing, I, I find it's such a fine balance because I generally, being mollycoddled or being softened or whatever was what helped me back from actually taking, you know, certain actions. You know what I mean? It's almost like I needed the fucking rock bottom sometimes to really build myself back up there from from there rather but did someone give you a bit of tough love or did you give it to yourself uh myself other people doesn't really help like i don't oh i I mean i sometimes get the tough love by myself and i still don't take action it just i don't know i feel like all the major changes that have been positive in my life came off the back of something really adverse and someone you know like getting fired from accounting is what inspired comedy you know um fucking not fitting into a shirt that I was wearing for months all of a sudden like it wasn't buttoning up like that was painful but that's the one that inspired me to try and get some control back with food so and booze as well like I was such a gross mess that I was like I needed that rock bottom to really now stay on track but I guess my point is like people constantly think of wanting to have a safe space and all that which is valid and I don't want to take away from it but it's almost like I've heard this saying that I try to think about which is that don't wish for a smaller burden like work on a stronger back like yeah. just going what is in your control what can you because people things going to keep shitting on you for the rest of your life it's never going to sure. go away yeah well everyone's just a, a simple diagnosis away from saying nothing's my fucking fault so that's, right. why, that's why it's so easy now to say oh, this is not my fault nothing is and uh, that, that's why i punched him in the head you know, it's just, you can take it as far as you want with that shit. It's crazy. But, but do you do the same? Because this, this is the thing. Like, I, I think about when my parents raised me, and it's like, you know, those things where, you, you know, my mum, you know, my dad always wanted me to toughen up. But I remember, like, there was a big change when these two kids mugged me for the money I had on the way to the milk bar. Yeah. And my dad was so pissed off. Not at them, yeah, right. but the fact that I didn't stick up for myself, that next week there I was in a dojo in a karate uniform going, fuck, I wish <laughs> I just punched the two. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, why, why, why has it come to this? That how, how, long did to he, how long did he make you do karate? I did it for six years. So I did get wow. into it. I did. Yeah, okay. I did get into it. I got one away. I got one away from black. I got, I got totally into it, but the problem is that kind of backfired as well because I was four years in and then playing basketball, and then one of the other team members. It was this like really rough kids. It was the rough kids team from the commission flats, and they said after the game they said, "Hey, that point guard number ten, he does karate," and they went, "Oh." Does he? And then just all run around and kick the shit out of me anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Karate's all well and good in one-on-one. With yeah, a what a yeah. cute yeah, little what? circle made out of towels or some shit. Because I remember when do. they came running. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember when they came running to me. I remember they came running to me. And I did go into a karate stance. Nice. And, but knowing perfectly well. This is not going to help me. <laughs> How is this going to help? But, that, but that's where I just go... Because you go, oh, I want to give my, you know, my kids a bit of a backbone, or I want them to be able to stand up for themselves. But quite often, it isn't until something happens that they then have to. You can't really teach them that. You can give them no. all the confidence in the world, but it's not until it's actually in the moment that you're like, 
you know, like... Oh, for yeah. sure. I reckon if you taught a kid who's never been bashed karate, they'll start bashing. They'll yeah, just, totally. you got to... Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? To... <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah. so Because I, genu- I generally liked it, but then I remember if I think about karate, is at the end of the class, you had to then spar with the sensei. Yeah. And this is what he would do, which clearly would never happen now, is he'd spar, right, and then he'd keep going pretty much until you're out of breath and crying. <laughs> and I remember as a kid just hating it, but yeah. then realising, going, well, this is kind of helping in some way. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I know I have to go through this pain. I'm terrified about it, but at the end I felt okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, again, I think it's the, the balance, isn't it? Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that somewhere like... I heard somewhere that said that courage is somewhere in between, you know, uh, cowardice and recklessness. So if you're too courageous or whatever, you you, you just ruin shit. Whereas if yeah. you're not enough, then you're a, a coward. So similarly, I think it's that thing of like, you know, being hard on yourself or giving yourself some hard truths of where it's coming from can be beneficial. But there's also a point where it just becomes so negative. Like for me, it's like a, a drill, having a drill sergeant and a monk at the same time. It's like sometimes I need the drill sergeant to say, you know, shut the fuck up. Your legs don't hurt. Just keep running or whatever. But sometimes I'm like, nah, man, you've had a big week. You've not slept well. Just it's, today's not the day, you know, go, go, go have a nice little bit of ice cream or whatever. It's like trying to find that balance as well. Like, and I find that now in my new relationship where my, my girlfriend, she's so kind and so, so understanding. And if I say something like, you know, when I'm hard on myself, she might try and correct it. I'm like, no, 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 not now. I write right now. I yeah. need this fucking hard lesson. I need to feel the pain of this. I don't need this, the, the, the softening just yet. I'll come to you. I'll let you know when I need the softening. This yeah. is just a vent about what a piece of shit I am is because I ate a whole tub of ice cream when I clearly wasn't even hungry anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, bullies can't be wrong about everything. That includes bullying yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> right. just because someone's a dickhead doesn't mean they're wrong about everything. They could be right about right. you being a fucking lazy prick. But, you go, but, well, get up that- and do something and you do it. But 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 this is what I find interesting. Like I got into in, uh, in an altercation recently where I I thought I was about to get into a fight. Yeah. And, yeah, and I don't and, know this story. I'm not. And, and 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 the thing that it was so funny. It's like I haven't been in a fight in in decades, like so long. Like maybe early twenties is the last time I got into one. Like, and they're horrible. But it was kind of funny because it was the first time ever that I usually I usually shit myself. Like I really get scared. And I was like, I I just sorry to cut you off, but I, there was about maybe eight years ago. There's a comic uh, that you were arguing with, and I was I was I thought you were about to punch that person. Do you remember at MIB? Ah, uh, yes, yes. And I did very much want to punch <laughs> yeah. that person in the face. Even uh, today, to be fair. But, uh, but then yeah, no, saying, and I, You're and saying I that saw- person was it not a bloke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very good with my language, not yeah, being okay. non-binary. Yeah. These oh, days. okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, he was a bloke. <laughs> he's a bloke, a bloke. Who, who I bum into occasionally. And that, to be and fair, that, it's just so like you know, he's been wanted to be punched. Like a lot of people have wanted to punch him. Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, very much so. He's, he's yeah. very, very annoying. And uh, but it, but the thing is, this time when it happened, it was I was with my kids. Um, and it just changed everything. Because I'm like, you fucking coward, bully, cunt, yeah. to have a crack at me while I've got my kids. What well, f- can we find out more details if you're comfortable sharing? It was it was uh, outside a shopping centre, and it was uh, a guy, Classic. a guy who just walked past, clearly on the gear, oh. and just went, "Oh, you're a drummer, aren't you? You play the drums, don't you?" And I'm like, "Mate, I don't." 
I don't play the drums. Like, don't fuck with me, mate. You play the fucking drums, don't you? You love the drums. And I'm like, mate, I play clarinet in year seven, but fucking no drums here. And then my son's like, daddy, is this a friend of yours? And do you play drums? And I'm like, <laughs> and it was just, it was weird. Yeah. And he was just getting in my face. And then I just had to go psycho. Like, I didn't want to do it in front of the kids, but I was just like, fuck off. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't go me now. When there's when I'm with kids, like it, it just needs to be a blanket rule. And and yeah. in my head, usually I would run away. If it was just me, I'd find some way to get out of it. But here, I got no choice. And it was the first time ever. I was like, "Fuck that, that." And then part of me, which just shows where I am at life, I was like, "Let's go." Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking go. You know what? I've had a shit couple of months, yeah. and I am ready to take it out. And then it was the first time ever. I was like, I can't believe that I'm looking forward to this. And yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to unpack that later because yeah. that can't be healthy. <laughs> it's it's like Fight Club, you're having your own Fight Club moment. So this was yeah. a couple. Of, uh, this is recent. So and then uh, yeah yeah recent and then but also it was just a, a reminder. It's like I don't know if you got drilled in, but it, because I'm a big guy, my dad year after year said you cannot hit anyone. You're too big to hit anyone because you could kill them. Yeah. So all I only had one fighting technique, yeah. and the only time I did it is I would I'd with it with it someone and I would just spin them around. Like just quickly spin them around, and then put my arms underneath them. Their, up the ass. Oh, <laughs> I put my arms underneath them and around their neck, whatever that grip's called, yeah. and then fall on them. That was my move. That could kill someone easily. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know, because the last time I did it was when I was working at a pub and I completely smashed this guy's face. And, and I was just like, this is this is not a helpful move. This is even more dangerous yeah. than hitting them. Yeah, it's <laughs> like worse. Nicholas Cage in uh, Cognac, you know, you can't defend yourself properly. You're a weapon and you've got help. Because for people to know, you've, you've worked a lot. Uh, you've done a lot of landscaping, haven't you, Heggie? Uh, yeah, building landscape. Well, building landscape. Yeah, because have you seen fights on the on 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 the sites? Uh, not particularly. Like generally, I work in a very small operation, so oh, okay. they're all okay. pretty cool. I have seen fights in factories and stuff. I've worked in. Yeah, whatever. There's when fights. Was, when was the last time? When was the last time you were in a fight? Um, well, when you were saying that about the kids, I, I forget about it. But like, um, I had when my kids were little, I had one in my arm and another one on a scooter, and I was holding like a toy pram crossing the road and this guy's just come across done a right turn i had the green man and everything done a right turn and, and cut us off like while we're pedestrians yeah. and i i took the pram just smacked the back of his car that's how close he was so just smacked the back of his car he's pulled over and got out because people love their cars and um <laughs> come over i'm just shaking my hair going i wouldn't fucking do anything mate i've you know he saw how angry i was like same thing with your kids you're like jesus christ if yeah. i would be in so much trouble if i got one of these run over when i get home yeah i I will fucking kill you if you yeah. want. Get no, back in your you car. Did you just say the sentence, I would be in so much trouble if I got one of these <laughs> run over? And by these, you're referring to your own children? Yes. yes. I just want to confirm. Yes. Because like, <laughs> the that is... consequences of your child getting run over yeah. is, the, is the nagging that you're going to have to deal with. Oh, you'd never hear the end of it. You would never hear the end of that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was probably solid ten years ago. That or not? Yeah, 
less than 10 years ago. But yeah, that sort of thing happens wow. from time to time. But and also, and I, I like to think this, once you get kids, because you do spend a great deal of time, especially at the start, you're just worried that you're going to kill one of them accidentally. For sure. It, it's, yeah, it's fucked. Constant it, suicide watch. It's just the whole time. And that's why they say, have a second, which is true, because when you have a second child, you really enjoy the experience because you're nowhere near as scared as you were with the first one. Yeah. Because you've got a <laughs> like, spare. Like, but it's it's yeah. I I to, I totally get that because you, like the idea that you know someone fucking hurts your kid, you, it's just not you. You just instinctively just want to kill them. Kill right. them oh, for sure. It's probably yeah. primal. Yeah, it's like a. Definitely yeah, I think so. Like yeah, totally. totally. And uh, so that guy. The, sorry, go. And within your rights to just bash someone, which you don't get to do very often. Like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, you you yeah, want to yeah. do it sometimes. You had a shit, like you say, you have a shit month. You go, I could, I could just love to lay someone out, but I'm not violent. But if someone gives me an excuse, I'll probably do it. Yeah. To, but also, you are then showing a side of yourself to the kids I know. I know. That, that they you never you never really, really want to share. Yeah, it would be a different upbringing. If you saw your dad fighting on the street, it'd be very different. <laughs> it, it's a bad look, isn't it? Yeah, and to think that there are, to think that there are so many people who who do that, they're like, I don't want to go oh, to the footy with dad. Why? Because he's yeah. going to bash someone. Well, I carry when I go to the footy, I carry two blindfolds with me and just say, "Kids, put these on <laughs> for the next five minutes." And noise cancelling headphones. Yeah, and then- <laughs> give them VR goggles and they're watching. Frozen. <laughs> um, but. Um, Oh, whatever the French version of Frozen is, <laughs> Les Swan Princess. Oh, but um, no, the uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. So in terms of yeah, uh, aggression and stuff like that, like you know, because your uh, material meticulously written can still somehow go over people's head, and they get the wrong. You know, they think you're punching down or making oh, fun man. of something. Yeah. And I- it, as you've you've told me, that has happened even most recently as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. So when that aggression, have you? Based aggression from a live audience member, like uh, after shows, uh, or yeah, only, only maybe two or three times I've thought, oh, this could get into a fight because I'm not backing down. I'm not getting aggressive, but I'm not apologising by the same token for words. Yeah. So yeah, after a show, I told you, Dilruck recently I had one at the Goldie. This guy was just coming to tell me what I'd said was wrong. So okay, fine. And um, I just took it, just took my medicine. He's a big prick too. So I thought, I'll just take this. I'm not saying too much. I said, okay, I'm well, sorry you heard it that way, but that's not the way I well, intended to, it, blah, blah, to, blah. If blah. you don't mind us dissecting it then, because it's a bit about uh, where you say, well, you, you tell the wording exactly, which is really cleverly worded. Uh, well, it's 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 a longer bit than this, but the, the crux of it is that cyclists ride past my window talking to each other at a volume that some of you people reserve for when you're giving directions to an Asian. And right. So... So for me, I love it. Obviously, it's hilarious, right? And it's, it's, it's a, the emphasis is on you people when you talk to me. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like you're not saying anything about Asians. But that man, all he heard was you saying something about Asians and people laughing at it, right? Yeah, yeah. And his partner was Asian. Yes, I didn't know that when he was giving me a dressing down. But he's, she's come up after a few minutes. She came up behind him and said, oh, you know, we should just go. You know, he's giving me a proper, you know, Weird, and this is not in Melbourne. <laughs> no, it's at the Gold Coast of all places. <laughs> I know. And he's saying, you know, all Asians would be offended by that. So I don't think so, but okay, I'm sorry if you took it that way or if I fucked up the wording, whatever. But And then she came up behind him, put her hand on him and said, oh, let's just, it's okay. And he goes, I told you to wait downstairs straight away. <gasps> to... <laughs> oh, my God. So that's where he was. So, And what volume was he speaking to that Asian at? That's the I just... question. <laughs> 
Well, I, I started yelling, if you walk that way and then down the turn left, put one foot after the other. I was, yeah. No, I just left it and thought, man, that is brilliant. Jesus. You're either right. with him or with me after that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's the joke It's the joke coming alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, art imitating life. It's just like, fuck um, me dead. That, that is insane. But it oh, is. Thing, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, it's, it's a scary feeling when someone literally it has fired up about something you've said. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Especially when your intention is purely, you know, entertainment and, and to, and humor. Well, you know, yeah, you don't and, want anyone to have a bad time. But by the same token, I still hold on to a mic stand in case someone charges the stage. They're getting the fucking bass in the face. Well, I, 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 I had one recently where someone goes, uh, they were offended, right? And I said, that was, well, uh, that was <laughs> they came at me and said, look, I, I, I found that offensive. And I said, look, uh, look, uh, look, uh, look! I am sorry that you feel offended. And I said, I, I, I really, they were completely in the wrong, but I was like, no, I'll let you listen. I said, look, I'm sorry uh, you feel offended and uh, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, took away from uh, what was seemed to be a great night. And she's like, thank you. And then I said, look, I just want to let you know uh, that I'm also offended. And she's like, what for? And I'm like, I'm offended because you're offended. And she's like, well, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, no, that's just how I feel. I'm yeah. offended that you're offended. <laughs> right. How'd she take that? <laughs> she did not take it well, but I thoroughly enjoyed the interaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what she took? What, what was she offended at? Uh, it was at my uh, Anne Frank joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Good sentence in itself. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. Deviating from getting bashed and bullying. Yeah. Um, the other thing I love about you, Heggy, is that you are a one of the most consummate professionals in the business where you, you not only constantly, you know, you, when you work, you live comedies, you love putting on extra shows, you have, you know, you've got a real work ethic, which I know comes off the back of, you know, working for so many years as a, as a you know, as a builder. Yeah. Um, but what I guess is I want to try and see if I can uh, grab off you is, is what your process looks like in putting together a show. Like, do you have a diligent uh, hour or some or whatever time that you spend time writing or because you're, you know, a lot of your show is such well-written stuff that you then perform as well. So what's your schedule look like in terms of when you're building a new hour? Um, I mean, kids throw all this shit out the window. I, I, when I started, I thought I'd be great. I'll just do two hours a day at night, after bedtime, whatever, anytime. As long as I do two hours a day of writing, I'll be good. But that's gone. And now, like working on building sites, I'm always writing notes down or voice messages to myself or whatever. Go right. through it every few weeks, that sort of shit. There's no real process. I don't have a blank page. Sit down, start writing, and then just gigging. Constant fucking gigging. Yeah, which, that's... Uh, I'm amazed just... at how brilliant some comedians are who you never, ever see doing gigs and yet there they are every year with I know no, so much I better know. than I, me it takes me nine know. months I, to put one together I don't know how Nath Velvo does it <laughs> oh does he not go out gigging much you just don't see him all year and then he appears at the festival you're like how did you come up with that yeah. where, where have you been like I it's amazing I sometimes see people in Melbourne and assume they're from Melbourne but they live in Sydney and I think I have never seen you I'm out six nights a week and I have never ever bumped into you there how you're uh, doing it? The um, uh, I, I, what I wanted to bring up something uh, is uh, this is uh, you, you're an avid cyclist. I love it to go on the back end of that. You yeah. you, you cycle absolutely everywhere yeah. so much, and this I love this because it I want to do this, uh, <laughs> and you don't see anyone else do it. But that your carry on luggage is a bicycle. 
Yeah. Oh, no. No, I've got to check it in. It's too big. Oh, you've got to check it in. Oh, so you can't carry it on. So it's not like You see, you can't get into the complete square. You can only fold it in half. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good bike, actually, that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's good. There's some there's some shit ones, fold up ones. It mine's the Rolls Royce of fold up bikes, but it's been it's been great. One and time, you, yeah, go on. You, go no, go. So you go, go. Well, I won two thousand bucks in twenty fifteen. For you something. have a bet with someone that you lose more weight than them. Was that two thousand bucks? But it Jesus felt Christ. like ten. Yeah. When I handed it over. Well, it feels like it feels like two thousand because not only did you not win the thousand, you have to now pay back a thousand. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like a net, what could have been, you know? Oh uh, yeah. And it was cash as well. And it didn't make oh. it easy. Oh man. That is Straight tough. to Thailand as well. That's the other yeah. part. I went to Club the live shows with that money. Mm. Like, and not, didn't even try to pretend like I wasn't flashing. Very it. good. Oh, it you go. Enjoy Mildura, cunt. Send oh. pictures every day. Um, no, I'd never, I hadn't bought myself anything for probably a decade. I thought, fuck it, I'm spending this whole thing on me. Got a fold-up bike and I, it's been brilliant. How did you win 2000 bucks? Can we, is it... it was the Sydney Comedy Festival. Some award was worth ah. $2,000. Right. The, 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 the biggest that. bully award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner for the third consecutive year. Yeah. yeah. Ambassador for Stop Asian Hate. Yeah. <laughs> do you sometimes, I've got this wrong, do you sometimes ride from the airport, like, say, Tullamarine? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, oh, I've only done it once from Tullamarine. Pretty unpleasant. Yeah. That yeah, is, it's uh, so unpleasant. Because oh, you, you, there's, you got to hit the freeway. There's no way around it. Yeah, the first sort of 10 to 15 minutes, not nice at all. Whereas Sydney, it's great. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. You can just go back roads all through Zetland and perfect. Oh, it's sure. amazing. Yeah. Um, but you also ride, right? You've also got a decent bike though as well, don't yes. you? Yes, yeah, I've got another bike as well, yeah. And so how bike. often do you get on there? Because like, I'm curious about that. Like, do you, like, you okay, oh. your, your good friend Osha, you occasionally go out with rides with him and stuff. Yeah, I do, but I'm not a spandex cyclist. Never have been. No, no. I just sort but, of... But you'll join the spandex though occasionally. Well, every now and then, yeah, I join them, but I don't really enjoy it. To be, I see it at solo. I prefer just by myself, pretty much, because yeah. I'm not watching what someone else is up to. I'm just wearing a singlet and shorts. I take great pride in passing spandex cyclists, actually, especially if I'm on the foldy. Cause yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> like you've got to really spin the wheel to to keep up with them, but you can do it. Just pass. And then how how far do you ride? How how far do you ride each week? Do you reckon? Oh, mine's mostly like work related rides so probably 100 100 to 150 a week yeah, yeah i do yeah. the odd ride just for something to do but um i'm not a you know dawn cyclist I, yeah I just, yeah yeah i ride to gigs ride to work ride to the but you're airport, very good you're, you, i suppose it was telling me but the, you're very strong at it well i suppose by your own admission there when you ride you know overtake the spandex cyclists you know yeah, so yeah. obviously there's there's a lot of um you know strength or whatever in your legs that you're able to push hard yeah and also in sydney there's hills. Yeah. There's fucking hills in Sydney. Oh, yeah. that, 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 that changes it. Because I remember like when I was doing gigs in Sydney, I was like, I'll just I'll just borrow one of those, you know, those bikes, those bikes on the side, those Oz bikes or whatever the hell they were called. Yeah. And then fuck, there I am on Panamata Road going up a gigantic hill going, what am I doing? Yeah. It's a lot harder. <laughs> Brisbane's even harder. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, Sydney's pretty tough. But it's good. I've been riding my whole life though. I've done a lot of touring on bikes. Like, mm. Yeah. yeah, where? Uh, South America, France, New Zealand, Tasmania. Oh, so the whole the whole pack packs and off you go. Oh uh, yeah, saddlebags, no backpacks. Saddle, yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh yeah, you destroy your fucking back. And we did, did a, just before we had kids. We did a tandem ride round France for four months. That was sick. Oh. great, real good. 
But well, how uh, many months? Four, four months. months. That's four months. amazing. No, you're both on the same bike pedaling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was doing most of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, they're great. I, I, that's something I really want to do, and especially in Europe. You can put away because people go do it in Australia, and like, nah, you go 220 kilometers, and you still haven't fucking seen another town. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, France was brilliant. Like every every couple of hours, you come across a, a little town, bakery, whatever. You don't have to carry oh. too much food here. You got to carry heaps of shit. Yeah, right. yeah, fuck. Oh, I just—that's I, I, something I definitely. If I'm, uh, you know, kids are old enough, and I'm still fit enough, I definitely want. I don't reckon it'd just be so much fun. So good. Like, oh, just going around Europe, sitting in you know little country towns. Man, you can start. But, Victoria and Tasmania are pretty good for it. Yeah, Tassie. Yeah, Tassie. But then they're saying with Tassie though, you still, you still dealing with. You got that one road around. That's it. <clears throat> oh man, there's heaps of roads. I got lost in Tasmania. That is a lot, <sighs> lot to cover. That took Maybe about. we should do a comedy tour of Tasmania on bikes. Man, you, you know, who, you know who's first. keen? Yeah, uh, ben Knight. He's keen to get on a bike and do some touring. I'd love to a, do it. Yeah. Oh, well, there was talk about this. That there's the big trail ride from Melbourne all the way up to Falls Creek. Oh, yeah. And there's heaps of wineries on the way. So you just get yourself a decent gravel bike and then just ride from wine run into gigs. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. If you could like, line up a solid sort of week or two of gigs, it'd be a great way to do it. Real fun. It'd be so much fun. You can get Merrick Watts involved. He's got the grips of uh, uh, the, the, the contacts. And he's, he's also got like, a positive can-do attitude that can't be matched when it comes to physical attributions. So, Oh, my God. If anyone saw be... him on SS Australia, yeah. uh, it, it was pretty, pretty hard seeing him just switch on. It's, by the way, he was meant to be on a couple of months ago, and the schedule's fucked up, but we will get him back. We'll absolutely He'll be get back. Him back. Oh, yeah, he used to be a bit tubby, didn't he? He's oh, really yeah. fit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate you narrowing our, uh, our choice of guests based on whether they were tubby or not. <laughs> you know, you used to be tubby. I, I did wonder why the fuck you wanted me on here, to be honest. When I got the call, I was like, what are you talking about? Because it's almost like it's, it's, it's like when we had Claire Hooper, who didn't have any vices or anything like that. It was almost like, how? Like, why? How have you stopped at one beer? Or do you like chips or what? Like, you know what I mean? I'm still yeah. fascinated by everyone having their own kind of thing. So, were you a, as a kid as well? Like, were you just very active or anything like that? Have you yeah, ever dealt really. with? No, I haven't. I've never been. I, yeah. well, I don't know what BMI. I, I haven't been on the scales for some time. How, how about old 80, are you, mate? 46. Yeah, see, that's See, you look good for 46. That's consistency. I mean, he looks good for a fucking 21, let's be honest. But the, no, but yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 21, you know. I'd be like, oh, I see smoked a bit. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about facial. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean it very, very sincerely, like almost consistency. This goes back to the other thing about fit shaming. Like people celebrate people like Ben and me who lose weight or whatever. No one celebrates the people that have maintained consistently healthy lives. They're like, yeah, yeah boring. That's not yeah. a story that's interesting. You know, it's well, like everyone loves an underdog come, you know, come good. I'd, I'd consume as much as you blokes would. Maybe not in, like if you're having a big day of a restaurant, yeah. massive, deliberate, big meal, but I'd consume as much as you two. I just sort of, I'm work, working work eight hours a day. That's, that's that'll it. do it all. Yeah. And also there is genetic, like were, you, were your parents big? No, no. No, so the, I think so you said that you know some people just have that metabolism, yeah, some people yeah, have that, that genetics that they're just like they can stack it on, and some people usually when they hit a certain age it disappears and then they become fat, but then yeah. some people just are lucky enough to live it, and you're one of those lucky cunts. So fuck uh, you for okay. now. Oh wait, one day I'll just wake up, big grey hair, bald, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be overnight. <laughs> that would be um, full on. 
What about in terms of uh, mental energy and things like that? We love chatting a little bit about things like meditation or, or anything that people do to try and, you know, uh, especially in the work that we do, there's so much fucking, you know, uh, egos and, 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 and insecurities and all that that can kick in. Do you have any uh, thing that you do consciously that you try and stay as stoic as possible? Or uh, No, I've never really, I've never really had the time for um, mm. mental illness. <laughs> No, for um, <laughs> for anything really. What a lie! What a lie! I've never had time for no, mental illness. It's just um, I don't know. I've just been so busy. Like last year, right. everyone's talking about you know, we didn't have the lockdown situation. You guys did and stuff, but it was still one of the busiest years of my life last year. I was buggered just from. I went back full time building, like no breaks, no touring. Not even, yeah. a, you know, a and Friday off to go to Melbourne, whatever. It was just full time. And it's, but also, that's a young, uh, let's still, like, as much as there are older builders, it's a young man's game. Oh, like, man. you are working your fucking ass off. Yeah, man, it's real hard. And you just by the end of the week, you're fucked. So there's no time to worry about much. And and also, I started a podcast like every other dickhead, and that, that took up a fair bit of time as well. So yeah. just it's lack of time has saved my life and will kill me. Yeah. yeah. Well, work-life balance, that's such another weird balance. That's, uh, do you find, uh, yeah. how, how are you, what are the things you do to try and stay present with your family once all the glitz and glamour of awards and all that go away? What do you do when you get home? Like, do you have... <laughs> oh, man, well, my kids are a bit older than yours, Ben, but I, I sort of, come a time they want nothing to do with me, I can actually get pretty busy with work, but I, I try not to do too many things I don't need to do in comedy so I can stay home, but mostly works at night. You're out. Yeah. It's past bedtime, so it's fine. Um, I yeah. just, I've just found myself sleeping less than I used to, just to get shit done. That's all of. That's yeah. all there is well, to me. But it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I, because I reckon it's only in the last two years that I can actually now. Like, so last night I was like, had to be there at eight, and I put down the kids at seven thirty. And then get changed, leave at twenty to eight, get to the gig at eight, on at eight fifteen. Now yeah. it's only now that I can actually do that because back I was like, "No, you put them down. I got to get into the headspace. I got to get into the headspace." And I was like, yeah, "That's yeah. just fucking taking up time." Like I was like, "Just get into the headspace, mate. You've yeah. done it for fucking fourteen years. What's wrong with you? Like, just yeah, don't don't fucking bitch and that you need this time. You don't have that time. So then stop whinging about it and yeah, then just yeah. do it." Oh man, my and wife I, has been so supportive. I'd. I'd more your former self still now I'm like oh gigs at seven i'm going i'm doing new material i'm leaving at five thirty, so i can sit by myself yeah. for an hour like i just whatever i'll just sort of do it but you sort of you're at risk all the time of taking too much time away or fucking just becoming a robot who does the same shit at gigs and yeah, yeah. you know there's i don't want to be in too much of a hurry you still got to love it and yeah totally totally I, I still say yes to everything like i get asked yeah. to do a gig i'll fucking do it Stopping short of a fucking Hungry Jack's gig or something, I'll do it. <laughs> Who's booking that? Uh, uh, um, Jack himself. Who, whoever <laughs> knows. It's, it's the biggest thing in comedy. 29th of May, uh, Southern Cross Station, <laughs> the Hungry Jack's gig. <laughs> I nearly want to come down. It. I'm going to cancel something I've, and come down. I think I've down. spoken it on three separate podcasts. Yeah, are you, are you for now. real? <laughs> yes. Oh, it is so for real. <laughs> Deal. You, why am I only now hearing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It is just magical stuff, yeah. and that and that term alone is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is uh, it is spectacular. Twenty ninth <laughs> of May, seven o'clock. That's when the doors open. Seven o'clock. Hang on, but the doors are always open. <laughs> Imagine being like being ambushed by comedy at a corporate or something. That's bad. Enough. Imagine <sighs> having your burgie already ashamed of yourself, sitting there on yes. a bench, and then you get ambushed with some stand up. 
Oh. I, I, if I could add up the hours that I've talked about this, it's coming really? close to six hours. Six hours of dissecting it, <laughs> thinking about it, like everything about it. Just just when you think you've seen everything in comedy, yeah. some gem like that comes through and it's spectacular. Question, question. Oh. Genuine, who is booking this and how do I get on? <laughs> yeah, oh. no, oh, no. There's, it, the, the, the sponsor premium. You'll get on. Again, that's a quote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I'll find out. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this. Oh. And you, and you, that's the thing. In our industry, you can't. Like, if you think of every gig you've done, and, and like, you know, we've done it on top of pool tables. We've yeah. done it at, 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 at the most bizarre, you know, next to a pokey machine, wherever it is. And then we just one, and it sounds like I'm being funny about it, but it's not. It's like I literally did it at a, at a 24-hour a run that people tag team, and you're in the middle while they're running doing comedy and it was for to raise um you know money for cancer or something like that oh, and at one Christ. point i was brought on to after a minute silence for remembering all the people that have died last year oh. from cancer and then they said all right now time for some comedy here's this guy's been doing comedy for about eight months please welcome Duruk oh. jj or whatever they call me <laughs> jj Duruk jj in the house <laughs> so good um, so good well, how do, well, this is something I'm trying to get better at, which is uh, time management. And part of it is being able to say no to things that I know that aren't actually good use of my time. You know what yeah. I mean? And it sounds like you're not very good at it. Me? No, I, I've fucked up a couple of times, especially recently. Like I've gone out to do gigs for free just because I said yes and I haven't had time to write new jokes. So I just... Yeah. That to me, leaving the house is useless unless I'm getting paid or doing new shit. I can't yeah, stand doing a rope, doing the shit you've been doing all festival. You think, why am I doing it? I'm not yeah. getting paid. It's stupid. And I feel dirty. Absolutely. Especially if you're so doing I'll it for flog free. Flog a lot of beer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, but especially if you're doing it for free, you're just like, what am I getting out of this when really I could be at home with my loved one who I don't yeah. see enough anyway in the evening? Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm yeah I, I, yeah I'm the same. Like even the gig last night. Again, it's that same thing. I was like, oh great gig, finish. There's my pay. Thank you very much. Yes. And then the text goes to my partner. Turn on the sauna. I'll be home in half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it's also a slippery slope. Like I've tried to maintain the say yes to everything, but once you start saying no, you could really start saying right. You know, you, the line changes. You're like, I'm not going out for less than two hundred. I'm not going out for less than five hundred bucks a night. And then you end up just. Not doing nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. The uh, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I, the last thing I was going to ask is about that. Like, how do you? So I, it comes back to that question about how do you ground yourself? So with your partner and stuff like that. She's. Were you doing comedy when you met her? Me. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, no. I, right. I started in 2010. Yeah. We got, and so you already married and everything. Yeah, we got married in 2005. Because that's gonna... the that's the difficulty, isn't it, Ben? Because there was a time before. Yeah. Your your partners knew before you did comedy, and so with my partner, for example, it's like she knows this is the monster you're gonna come in with. Like it's almost like this is this ego that needs to fucking go for a bit, and then you know we'll deal with it, and it comes down, and then I'm normal again, you know. Whereas for you guys both, I suppose there's a thing of they saw life before this insane schedule that comedy can bring about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My, my my partner, she said it before. She's like, if I knew I'd become a comedian, I would have got out. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
But then this is the same woman who spent years trying to get me out of my government job. Like, it's just so funny. She was so supportive. She was just begging me to quit and do comedy full time. Just get out. We don't need this. We're fine. Just don't think you need to do both. Pick one and do it. But don't fucking do both. And that's what it was. Especially at the start when you can't make enough out of comedy. You're working full time. You're getting up at the crack of dawn. And then you're getting home at 5.30. Then having a shower. Then drinking in the shower. And then realizing you can drink and smoke in the shower. And then you head to then you head to a gig, oh, and like man. <laughs> you smoke in the shower. Yeah, I pulled it off once. It was quite impressive. <laughs> so, Heggy, with your with your de- with the building job as well as comedy, like so, that's a lot of work hours that you spend. Yeah, I mean, there's just no other option. I'm, I'm not. I'm trying not to do much at the moment because I've had a pretty good festival season so far. But right. we'll see how Sydney and Perth turn out right now. I don't know mm. if they're going to go ahead or get canned or whatever. But um, and yeah, I mean. That's why I add so many shows and shit. Whatever I can do, I'll just do. Like each show I added in Melbourne, that's a week off work. I'm fucking yeah. doing it. I did yeah, 10 hours a day. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I've never suffered from the, like a lot of young, <clears throat> particularly young blokes, see it as a badge to never work or to just be a comedian or to call yourself one and that's it. But I mean, truth be told, if I didn't have mouths to feed, I probably would have been a comedian five years ago. I just, now I'm a yeah. fucking labourer who does comedy and that's fine. Mm. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I just got to yeah. fucking do the no, job. No, absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. And that's I, you know, and, and look, there's a certain couple of friends of ours. You know, that same thing where it's like, if you are doing something you love, and then you throw everything into it, and you have enough food to buy half a loaf of bread and yeah. a second hand jar of Vegemite or whatever the fuck, yeah. uh, that you know, after you actually get a job at three days a week, and you actually have some money, and you can go out. Gee, you're feeling better. You're writing more, yeah. and you're on stage and enjoying it more, rather than going, "Fuck, I need that fifty bucks." Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I don't. I find the shame thing really amazing that people would like at twenty, early twenties, they go, "Right, I'm going to be a comedian starting now," and then yeah, 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 yeah. they do that <laughs> shit. It's crazy. Well, I think it's very sexy to say you're a full time comic because it's like feels sort of rock and roll. It's like, but yeah, is it really rock and roll when you're fucking staying on people's couches and calling yeah. yourself a touring comic or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Like. It's almost, it's like they want to be seen as a comedian rather than be a comedian. It's like, it's more important to get the website up and running than oh, actually yeah. be able to perform for 20 minutes at a club. That's you know, why they'll learn how to stand like Bill Burr with the arm on the fucking mic stand before <laughs> yeah. writing a joke. It's great. Sydney's full. And then pull, pull up the seat and uh, tell some truth bombs like yeah, Mark yeah. Maron or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, don't sit uh, on the stool. Fuck, I've seen uh, it every week. Fuck. I love I love a stool sit when I'm doing crowd work because then he changes the body language because he doesn't look as threatening. Yeah, in a festival yeah. show, but not in a three minute spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bottle of water has always offended me too. Like, fair enough, if you're doing an hour, you might get parched. I'm not sure. Not me. Haven't got the fucking time. But. For a five-minute spot, ten-minute spot, do you need a bottle of water? Come on. I'd like to come out with one of those big, one of your ones, you know, those, those three-litre ones. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's your set. You skull it and go, good night. That's the closer. Um, so we speaking got... of Perth and Sydney and stuff like that, what's left in the tour? What can you plug? Plugs. Uh, Perth Comedy Festival. I don't know when this comes out. This might be done. Um, might be back home sitting in my house by then. Uh, Sydney Comedy Festival, 13th to the 16th of Great. May in Sydney. Last weekend of it. Get in. Okay. And and uh, where can people find you online? What's your main active social media? Uh, well, LukeHeggy.com for all the details. I don't really okay. – I'm not that active on social media. Again, yeah. oh, Instagram, Heg, at Heggy Luke. 
I'm yeah, you're on there a bit. You yeah, still a do a bit, bit there. You, you fit, you fit your lane. You do a bit of Insta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's a real fun game for any fans of Luke Heggie to play to try and find a photo of him smiling. That's a genuine. It's right. <laughs> a genuine like. But, you know, a rare fucking Pokemon card. Well, yeah, not Look, many people uh, taking a photo say something funny. So the, uh, No, I, I, I have seen, I have been I have been with Luke Heggie. It was a couple of years ago. We went and saw a show together and I saw Luke Heggie cry oh, and laugh at yeah. the same time. Brilliant. And it was it was beautiful. I've never seen his oh. face do that. Uh, but we, we've seen it. Like, I think that's the thing. I've seen, I've seen him. Like, he laughed a few, like so many times on the pod. But it's more like when he's been asked to pause for a photo, Fuck, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do. Don't I frown shame me. The, yeah. uh, the... <laughs> it's a condition. Uh, it's yeah. that's your mental health <laughs> yeah, problem yeah. that you've been looking for. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, uh, Dill, we have Patreon. Uh, we have Patreon. Uh, so, uh, listeners, again, uh, we put a, we put two new ones out. Uh, the one with Limo is getting a lot of traction. So, if you like that and you would like to listen to all, I think we've got at least 20 in the back catalogue, uh, head to uh, Patreon uh, Fitbit. Oh, that, that was one of the funniest Patreons we've ever uh, done. Very, very, very funny. And then only $5 a month. And then, of course, uh, we'd love you. We know we've asked it before, but if you could just always write a review on iTunes. You've been a long-time listener or a new listener, we... Uh, Love the uh, reviews. Uh, and for me, uh, DilrookJ.com uh, for all the details, or DilrookJ on Instagram, uh, and mainly Brisbane uh, Comedy Festival in July. Uh, dates, oh, fuck, I keep forgetting them, but somewhere on 17th or something like that. Uh, but also Darwin. I'm going to be in Darwin. Yes. So any Darwin listeners, please get involved. And uh, I, I will be at Hanuman's uh, Indian restaurant for every meal because it's my fucking favorite uh, butter chicken I've had in my life. Like every, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of butter chicken. You know which one I'm talking about, Heggy? Yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's fucking oh. good. Anyway, that's the only reason I'm doing it. Never been to Darwin. Never been to Darwin. That's where people run away from their problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running towards butter chicken. But, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, and Ben Lomas comic. Oh, yes. So uh, check it out. Uh, I have uh, got dates for Adelaide soon, so uh, I'll let uh, them know. I'm going so. back in back back in the thing, but just to finish off, look, we, we didn't ask. We're talking about butter chicken. Hit me. What are your vices? Do you have something that you indulge in that is at an unhealthy level, or are you pretty balanced with everything? Oh, man! If I had to pick one, probably <laughs> yeah. Um, when I'm away, I drink too much beer, probably, but not okay. not to a point where I'm vomiting or anything. But um, yeah, probably sugar. I think it gets me oh, through yeah. the day because I don't drink coffee. And come the yeah. afternoon, you're fucked. I'll just knock off a block of chocolate or a fucking bottle of Coke a whole block. Or something. Yes. Yeah, whatever. And a and well, a bottle yeah. of Coke or something just to keep me going. Yeah. It's. Beautiful. And then once love you finish at the building, but... once you finish at the building site, you'll get around, crack open a tinny, and have the glass barbecue. <laughs> fucking, that's how it works on on the building site. Well, yeah, a can of Coke goes real well with meth. I've found <laughs> both of them quite Moorish. <laughs> awesome alright thank you so much Luke Heggie really All appreciate right. jumping Thanks, on and good luck with Perth fingers crossed we'll see you next week guys yeah I bye bye <laughs>